to you, O Lord. There was a wedding in Canaan in Galilee, and mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there are six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the rim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it, and when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servants who drawn water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this at the beginning of his signs in King and Galilee, and so revealed his glory. And his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have a seat. Piglet were walking down the road. Pooh, said Piglet. Yes, said Pooh. Nothing, Piglet said, taking the bear by the paw. I just wanted to be sure of you. We are here today because over the course of a long period of time, far longer than it might first be apparent, Ray and Jared have both found someone to be sure of, to walk down the road of life with, to be able to lean on in times of insecurity, doubt, a paw, always ready for the taking. I don't mean each other. I mean Jesus. Now, this isn't simply like a, a sideways way of trying to, I don't know, preach to people I don't otherwise ever get to see. I'm saying this based on my own experience of this couple as individuals and as a unit. Something has changed in both of their lives. Something they only discovered in light of each other, but far bigger than either of them as individuals or even 
them together as a couple. A way of living and of loving, which they learned from parents and grandparents, friends, relatives, near relations. A way of living and loving that doesn't depend only on the presence of the other, but requires it, necessitates it. Something, someone, to be truly sure of. And they have invited that someone as guests at their wedding, even as he was so long ago at Cana in the Galilee. They have done so not simply out of convention or filial piety, not simply because this is what we do in this family or something like that, but because each of them individually and more profoundly together have found something in him they could not find alone. Unless you think I'm just hijacking Winnie the Pooh for Jesus' purposes, A. A. Milne, who wrote the Pooh books, was an Anglican priest. So I've got real solid authority to lean on here. Piglet, of course, is anxious all the time. Never quite able to make a decision or be sure of anything or anyone unless Pooh Bear is present. Pooh, on the other hand, is insufficiently anxious. <laughs> Pooh has no lists. He doesn't plan ahead. He's not strategizing. He gets his head stuck in honey pots. This is something both of you do at different times and in different ways, which is why the presence of the other mediated in that paw you're holding right now is so very important. We Catholics use this word to describe what happens today, and it has been a fairly contentious thing in the history of the church between Catholics and Protestants. That word is sacrament. The irony behind this is that the word sacrament, or its Greek equivalent, mysterion, occurs in the New Testament in only one place, and it's in reference to marriage. It's in that long passage by St. Paul that we don't tend to read anymore because it makes people crazy. But at the end of it, when he's done riffing off of the role of husbands and wives, he says this, that is marriage, the relationship between husband and wife, is a great mystery, a great sacrament, the sacrament of Christ and of his church. That word sacrament, like I said, comes from the Greek mysterion. It's where we get our word mystery from in English, but it's not like a whodunit, like a mystery to be solved. The word mystery, the mu at the front of it, it's where we get mute from. And steres is like an event or a happening. So a, a, a mysterium, a mystery is like an event before which we fall silent. It's like what happens at the end of the finale on the 4th of July. It's what happens when we take in a vista, the Grand Canyon, or some especially beautiful sunset. It's what happens when we're holding a baby and we get lost in their face. Some of you are doing that right now. 
It's what happens when we catch the glance of the one we love more than anything else and can be sure of and stable in holding that space. We chose to translate that word into Latin as sacrament because sacrament was another word that already existed. It was an oath, an oath that soldiers would swear to superior officers. Desertion was a big problem in the ancient world. And so like, if it looked like we were losing, most guys would run away. What the Romans would do is they would swear an oath not to desert and that if I do desert, you have permission to kill me. It was an oath before which people fell silent. It was considered so brave, so ballsy, that people would like gasp in admiration. Well, make no mistake about it. The promises you make today are brave. And we, if we know what's good for us, we fall silent. On one level, this is the most foolish thing you could possibly do. Commit yourselves to each other forever, knowing what this other person's like. I've met you. You're both kind of a mess. I wouldn't want to be married, do you? It's probably a good thing. But on a much deeper, more foundational level, this is the demand that love makes on us. Love demands commitment. Love demands fidelity. Love demands the kind of certainty, security that Pooh and Piglet have. Someone to lean on forever. Someone to be sure of forever so that I can be myself, all of myself, good, bad, and ugly, and not worry that you're going to run away. That I can be sure that this one will stand by me and hold me up and better draw more out of me. Piglet's anxiety helps keep Pooh in line. Pooh's absent-mindedness helps them have adventures they couldn't otherwise manage on their own. The two of you together, complimenting and challenging, drawing more and better from each other each and every day. This is how you mediate grace. This is why we insist on calling marriage a sacrament, not to be sticks in the mud, or caught on some sort of church vocabulary quiz, but because this is worth holding our tongues for. This is worth gasping on in admiration. This couple, I'm not blowing smoke here, um, large chunks of everything I've just said, most people get married here, here. This part not. This is yours. This couple, more than any that I've worked with, have committed themselves to the preparation process. We do like lists after all. To the heart probing process. They read this book that this goofy priest wrote 10 years ago when he was brand new and knew nothing about marriage. And they actually liked it. That was me. They taught me about things I had taught and didn't make me feel dumb doing so. They teach and challenge, correct, and encourage each and every one of us. 
That's why we're here. And it's why it's so important that this singular thing, this crazy promise, this awe-inspiring oath before which we fall silent happens here. In the church, in the midst of those who love and care for them, and here, before the altar, upon which the sacrifice of Christ is made present again for his people. For make no mistake, for Pooh and for Piglet, for Ray and for Jared, and for every one of us here that is married or is ever going to be, this is a life of sacrifice, of constant self-gift, self-offering for the sake of the other. What did I tell you two to do? The best way to get ready for today, read those vows and fast for the other. Fasting. It's crazy. I mean, most of us probably have apps for fasting to help, like, lose weight. I do. Can you see why? But that's not what this is. This is learning to willingly say no to myself for the sake of another, solely out of love for the other. It trains me in virtue so that I can be present to and for the other, even when we're apart. It allows me to live in, with, and through for the sake of the other, even when they don't know it. And it fulfills, it fulfills, as will every day of your married lives, the promise that the priest makes at the altar every time we celebrate Mass. This is my body. This is my blood. It is for you. It's no accident that we have the celibate say the words that the married act out and act in the flesh. We have persons set aside to be symbols for the sake of the other. But make no mistake, the symbolism is dynamic. You, from this day forward, enflesh the presence of Jesus and his love for his church, just as surely as the priest does every time he stands at the altar. But you do it in a way which is much more accessible and present to all kinds of people that would never, ever come into a church. You make Mass present at your kitchen table and in front of the television and at the gym and in your bedroom and at work. You make good on the promises Jesus has made to you and to the church. And if you are faithful, it will save your souls.